Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom, and this week we're doing things a little bit differently. What you just heard were Disney World employees in Florida protesting against the Parental Rights in Education Bill. What the hell is that, you might be asking? Well, you more likely have heard of it referred to as the Don't Say Gay Bill. Now, this is something that we have talked about briefly on the podcast in the last few weeks, but given what a serious topic it has turned out to be, we thought we should speak to someone a little more in the know about why this matters, specifically to those who work and enjoy visiting a place that, in their own words, is meant to provide a warm welcome to all. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. 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 So I grew up in Orlando and both my dad and my brother at different parts in their lives worked at Walt Disney World. So if you live in Orlando, you have intersected with Walt Disney World at some point in your life. And of course, as you mentioned, this is an international company. Um, Their stories, their brands are so well known. Folks travel from around the world to come to Florida to experience the theme parks. And as an employer, they have more than 77,000 workers in Florida. So they're definitely a force to be reckoned with. And of course, this does translate to their political engagement. You're hearing there from state Democrat representative Anna Eskamani, who's been one of the most outspoken critics of the so-called don't say gay bill. She was talking there about just how important it is that Disney took a stance on the bill, given how significant the company is in Florida. Uh, Walt Disney World, through all of its different subsidiaries, has donated more than $4 million to state candidates in 2020 here in Florida or to affiliated political organizations. And about 80% of that has gone to Republicans. And, you know, Disney's incentive to do that is because of the economic bottom line. They're looking for tax breaks. They're looking for incentives. They're looking for a business market that um, uh, can give them a monopoly over different things. And so they played the game and they played it really well up until now, because what's happened is their workers and Floridians and people around the country have been calling out Disney for being a company that talks about inclusivity and makes money off LGBTQ plus stories and people and, and, and branding. And yet they were silent as this bill was moving forward. And not only were they silent, but reporting indicated they had donated to the bill sponsors and co-sponsors more than once. So we know that there were opponents to this bill before it passed, which it has now, by the way. And we also knew that Disney's stance on it, or lack thereof, was an issue in and of itself. But let's rewind quickly and explain exactly what this bill is and what it means. I'm going to try and do this in 30 seconds with a little help from the good old BBC. 
The Don't Say Gay Bill bans discussions of sexual orientation or gender identity in primary schools in Florida. It bars teachers from teaching these topics to children who are under 10 years old. It also calls on school districts to avoid LGBT topics when not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. Oh, we beat the clock with time to spare. That's pretty good going. Now, laying the bill's details out there in black and white may have made it sound pretty sinister, but of course... Plenty of people will agree with what it proposes. Governor Ron DeSantis is a pretty popular member of the Republican Party these days, seemingly styling himself on Donald Trump. And Florida is a pretty conservative state, which pretty reliably, certainly in recent years, has voted Republican. But Representative Eskamani says any attempts to dress up this bill as a way of protecting kids or being transparent about the education system to parents should be seen for what it really is. What it's doing is silencing any conversation or any recognition that LGBTQ plus people exist. Um, those who support the bill have made homophobic and transphobic comments. They've said things like, oh, this is the don't turn my son into a girl bill. Uh, There seems to be this misconception that inclusive schools are what creates LGBTQ plus kids when in reality, kids who are gay are exactly who they're meant to be and should be loved and supported, not shamed and judged. And so really the bill has always been problematic, but as more people read the bill and understood its implications, you just saw the growth of opposition. And of course, that growing opposition to the bill is what's ended up making it relevant to this here Theme Park podcast. And boy, oh boy, since this bill has been on our radar, it's kind of been a mess. Disney's response has been all over the place. Even during the planning stages for this interview, their approach and stance on it was seemingly changing by the day. The latest we've heard from Bob Chapek on the issue is an apology, which was issued to staff internally and since became public. He's voiced his opposition to the bill now and said he planned more discussions with Governor DeSantis about what it meant for his LGBTQ workers. I called Governor DeSantis this morning to express our disappointment and concern that if legislation becomes law, it could be used to unfairly target gay, lesbian, non-binary and transgender kids and families. Governor DeSantis's response to Disney's vocal opposition to the bill now has, of course, been about as grown up as you would have expected. Companies that have made a fortune off being family friendly and catering to families and young kids, you know, they should understand that parents of young kids do not want this injected into their kids' kindergarten classroom. Our policy is going to be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the musing of corporations. Walt Disney, more like woke Disney, am I right? Seriously though, is woke not just the most tired and annoying word in the English language at this point? I miss when it just meant getting up from a nap, you know what I mean? Anyway, given that Governor DeSantis and his team have previously referred to this bill as the anti-groomer bill, I don't think you're going to get much nuanced or mature debate out of him around this. 
Critics also say that the bill has been written with deliberately broad language, so someone like Ron DeSantis could try to defend it, but it's written in a way that if a parent takes issue with something that's being taught in the classroom, it could be pretty easy for them to sue the school or the teachers involved. So if folks who follow my work in Florida know that I am the most skeptical lawmaker when it comes to corporations. As Representative Eskamani explains, Disney's about turn may be a case of too little, too late. Not only did they not speak out until now, but some have argued that, if anything, they kind of backed the bill before it made its way through the House legislature in Florida. While they didn't speak out publicly in support of it, they have donated to politicians who sponsored the bill. I think what makes Disney a little bit different that gives me pause is they, yes, they have not been the best when it comes to telling the stories of LGBTQ plus people, but so much of their cast member and their workers identify as LGBTQ plus to the point where in their leadership structures, they have leading voices to identify as LGBTQ plus. So I think the only difference that I see is some of these other companies, they don't necessarily have a workforce that is directly impacted compared to the Walt Disney Company. And to that point, they do um, you know, have a track record, for example, of hosting gay days in Florida, being one of the first tours and destinations to do that. Um, they've also had a track record when it comes to uh, you know, selling um, uh, and promoting Disney as being friendly towards every type of family and every type of couple. Other corporations don't do that as much. I think Disney has really uh, tried to brand themselves as being that inclusive, friendly place for every type of person. And this is a contrast to that, clearly. So it almost feels like they have a lot more to lose than I think the everyday company on this issue. But Again, the delay is very disappointing. And, I, and I've encouraged folks not to celebrate some of their latest announcements, but to approach it with cautious optimism to see if there is a reset in their business model and how they show up for directly impacted people. It should be noted that since this episode went into production, Disney have also announced that they're going to be pausing all political donations in the state of Florida. Not only that, but there's going to be a same-sex kiss in the new Buzz Lightyear movie. So I guess everything's fine now. So this has obviously been a serious talking point so far, but we like to try and keep things light on the Park Rush podcast. Disney's change of stance may well offer some hope for the future, but it's probably not going to kill this bill. If they really wanted to do that, then they should have thrown their weight around some time ago not waited until after it had been voted for by a majority in Florida's House of Representatives. So moving forward, how can those who stand to be most affected by this bill being signed into law look forward with any degree of hope or optimism? Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. So, so much of my optimism is grounded with our Disney workers. I hosted a virtual press conference a few weeks ago with uh, Unite Here, 
which is one of our Disney unions, and uh, a group called Voters for Tomorrow, which is a, a Generation Z focused organization. And just being there with our Disney workers who are risking so much to even challenge their employer on this issue is so inspirational and so powerful. And it's not, and they're not done. Like they're continuously demanding more from their employer, holding them accountable. And so any optimism I, I have, it's not about who's in charge of Disney. It's about the workers and how, how much pressure they're applying to uh, change the, uh, the, the model that Disney has had when it comes to their political engagement. Um, the other dynamic that I, I've also been processing is how does this impact Florida's ability to attract top talent and to have the workforce to maintain our economic growth? At the end of the day, when families are deciding where to, where to call home, they're going to look for states that are welcoming to their family. And when you have policies like this, it, it also sends a message to the same-sex couple with kids that this is not a state you want to call home. Much like we've seen in Texas with Senate Bill 8, the anti-abortion bill, there are a lot of women in Texas who don't want to work in Texas anymore because they're worried about the, the values that state has and the policies that state has, has, has passed and its impact on women and girls. So I, what I want to see from Disney is I want to see them stop giving to homophobic and transphobic candidates. I think they need to put a, they have to have a criteria for political giving and it can't just be, are you going to be good on our economic issues? It has to be also driven by corporate, their corporate values, at least the ones they say they care about. And I think that alone would be a game changer. Now, my, my personal preference is no money in politics, like no corporate giving in politics, but you know that's a much larger fight to have. I think in the case of just this company in particular to stop giving to homophobic and transphobic candidates and set a more strict criteria for what your policy agenda is. At the end of the day, if Disney really cares about these issues, their team of lobbyists should be publicly working on trying to kill these bills. And that's not how they operate, but they need to. They need to understand that this is not something you can just work with behind the scenes. You have to be out loud and proactive and expressing your opposition. And that's definitely not how Disney has been operating during this issue or other related bills. At Disney, where our cultures unite us, not divide us and where each cast member is empowered to speak up, team up, take action, and ensure equality in every way. The key to unlocking this is working together, because together we can create cultural transformation and allyship to improve the lives of all our cast members and communities for I don't believe you. Sorry, Disney, that was a cheap shot. I just couldn't resist. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. I did promise, though, that we'd try to end on an optimistic note. Before we do that, though, I thought it was important to highlight the fact that, as of the day this podcast goes out, walkouts are taking place across the Walt Disney Company. Here's a little rundown of some of those that have happened so far, some of those that are still to come, and how you can get involved. Thank you.
Plenty of Disney teams have already walked out from ESPN to Walt Disney Animation Studios, but there are still some more to come. Today, that's right, today, Monday, March 21st, 2022, there's a walkout being staged across Walt Disney companies from 3pm, whatever your local time may be, to 3.15pm. And then on Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022, there's one from 8am to 6pm. Yes, that's right. That is a full day walkout. Now, here's what you need to do. According to the organisers, Disney do better. Talk to your co-workers about the walkouts. Talk to your co-workers about how you've experienced discrimination or seen discrimination of LGBTQIA plus employees from the Walt Disney Company. Share this website, that website being whereischapec.com. Set your virtual meeting backgrounds to the ones available from this website. They all work on Zoom. And of course, keep an eye out on the walkout schedule just in case there are late changes. Once again, you can do that at whereischapec.com. And share your walkout experiences on social media to make sure word gets out. Some of those hashtags that you're being asked to use are Disney do better, Disney say gay, Disney say trans, and your favourite and mine, where is JPEG? I guess, though, just for the opportunity to end on, I guess, a hopeful note, so to speak. I mean, you mentioned how fantastic the the Disney community have been. And I just wondered what your message would be to uh, to the staff who have who have bravely spoken out. I've seen there have been protests and, and rallies, some of which I believe you've uh, attended yourself and and there were walkouts that have started I think as of today or yesterday as of recording as well the the Disney do better walkout I believe is the kind of official name that that movement's been given so yeah what would kind of your message be to those people who who are continuing to speak out and stage these kinds of rallies to raise awareness of the issue and I guess force change within Disney so that they feel more supported if things like this come up again in the future? Well, they are, you are not alone. You are not alone. You have elected officials like myself who are fully supporting you and we're trying to leverage whatever we can within the legislature to have an impact. And so just realize that nothing you're doing is in vain. It's part of the majority who agree with you And the risk that you're taking to call out your employer is one that has our full support. And whatever happens, you're just, you're not going to be alone. Definitely a message that everybody should be able to get behind. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. It's been really appreciated and uh, good luck with all your future campaigning certainly on this ish- on this issue i'm sure it doesn't go unnoticed by those who are affected so yeah thank you very much absolutely thank you for having me well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the park rush podcast thank you again to representative anna eskimani for going through the don't say gay bill with me and what it means for disney world and solidarity 
with all those who have been protesting and making their voice heard. I really hope you enjoyed this week's show. It's not always like this. Uh, that might be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how long you've been listening. Uh, if you're new to the show or if you've been following us for a while, I would genuinely love some feedback on this week's episode. As I say, it's different to what we normally do, but I enjoyed putting it together and I hope you enjoyed listening to it. We'll be back with something more uh, normal for us next week on the Park Rush podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the show already, then you can do so on your preferred podcasting app. You can also follow us on Twitter at Park Rush Podcast, where you can get in touch or send an email if you prefer. It's podcast at parkrush.com. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch, where we post podcast clips, other discussions, and theme park video game streams too. So do follow us in every place that interests you. We appreciate every follower that we get. Take care and stay safe out there, everybody. We'll catch you next time on the Park Rush Podcast. Goodbye.